Hey friends, it's Justin Jericho. We're gonna talk about some worst cat food brands, some best cat food brands, and other tips that I have for you for easy raw homemade cat food at home. This manufacturer makes candy, coffee, and chocolate syrup with carcinogenic dyes, and their baby food was found to have heavy metals like mercury, cadmium, arsenic, and lead between five to 177 times the safe upper limit. So can we really trust that their cat food is healthy. Let's take a look. By the way, one of these brands is a vet recommended that also has a prescription diet. So the first worst cat food brand made by this manufacturer is called Priskies. Well, it rhymes with Priskies. I'm sure you can guess what it is. And the product name is Flavors of chicken, salmon, cheese, and garden greens. So that word flavor right there means that there's a 0% minimum requirement of all of those named ingredients. The maximum that it would be is 2.9% combined. If it was called with chicken, salmon, cheese, and garden greens, then it would be at least 3%, but it says flavors. So that minimum requirement drops down to 0%. We're off to a wonderful start. So let's take a look at the meat ingredients. We have chicken byproduct meal. Mmm, doesn't that sound tasty? So at least they're telling us that it's chicken, but the byproduct could mean any part of that chicken, and meal means that it's a rendered ingredient. So that could mean that it could contain 4D meats, which is dead, disease, dying, disabled. Now, in the wild, cats would eat dead animals, I get it, and they would consume the entire prey, which would mean the beak, the feathers, the skin, the feet, etc. But the majority of that whole prey is muscle meat. About 83, around 83% of that is muscle meat. So it's important for cats to have mainly muscle meat. And then those beaks and feathers and the brain and the eyes, of course that can provide nutrients because the cat does eat the entire prey. But the bulk needs to be muscle meat and not feathers. And we have no idea what they're using in this food because they don't even have an idea. Next we have beef tallow. Typically these are added as pet food flavor enhancer palatants. Very interesting. Actually a lot of these brands patent these types of palatants. Then we have liver flavor. So right here we have a mystery. What animals supplied this liver? Just liver flavor. See this is the issue with this flavor term, the product name rule, because AFCO states that Again, there's a 0% minimum requirement of these ingredients, and they say that only enough needs to be added so that the flavor is detected. Now, there's a CRS report for Congress on the animal rendering industry that states some of these meats and meat byproducts can come from dead animals from animal shelters. So they don't know what type of litter, liver, they don't know where it's coming from. And then the next meat ingredient that we see is meat and bone meal. So this is a complete mystery. What type of meat are they using? And again, meal is rendered ingredients, so it could be 4D meats. So not only do we know the type of animal, but we also don't know the quality of that animal. Then we have salmon meal, again, another rendered ingredient. So considering that cats are carnivores, this, these meat ingredients are not that impressive. Let's take a look at the other ingredients. So the first ingredient is actually ground yellow corn, corn gluten meal. Then we have soybean meal, powdered cellulose, soybean holes. Gotta love when they split up those ingredients, right? Soy is the same, corn is the same, but they split them up. 
And it makes sense that all of these carbohydrate and starchy ingredients are in this product because it's dry food. And these starchy ingredients are required to hold that kibble shape together because it's cooked and pressurized multiple times. And the carb amount on a dry matter basis approximately is about 47%. And we use the guaranteed analysis to figure that out. Further down the list, we have these carcinogenic dyes, the same colors that they use in human food products. So we have yellow six, yellow five, red 40. These have all been found to be contaminated with benzidine, which can cause cancer, or other carcinogens, which would also cause cancer. The next worst cat food brand made by this manufacturer is called Crappy Feast. Now this one here is, says wild semiflorentine with garden greens in a delicate sauce. It's just so delicate, so delicate like a flower. So there's no product name here, and unless maybe the with would be the product name, but that's associated with the garden greens and not the meat ingredient. So we technically, we have no idea how much meat is in this product. When we look at the meat ingredients, we have fish broth. That's a complete mystery. What type of fish? There are so many different types of fish. And this is important because if the manufacturer doesn't even know what type of fish they're using, how can we feel comfortable feeding this to our cat? Then we have salmon. All right, they listed an actual salmon ingredient. That's, that's a specific meat source. Then we have liver. Where did this liver come from? Then we have meat byproducts. What type of animal is supplying this meat and which type of byproducts are used? Now, I'm sure some people will, will defend byproducts. I get this comment all the time, but I can buy byproducts at my local grocery store. Chicken feet, turkey necks, pig tails, cow feet, pig heart pig fat. So if I can buy all of these clean, fit for human consumption byproducts at the grocery store, what type of secondary, aka leftovers, are going into cat food? Then we have chicken, which is also specifically named, but it's the seventh ingredient. Other ingredients, we have wheat gluten, cornstarch, modified soy protein, concentrate. And these are some of the worst cat food ingredients. These can cause allergies and they can cause IBD issues, digestion issues, because their cats aren't designed to digest these ingredients. The carb amount on a dry matter basis is only about 19%, which is below the average of kibble, which is 33%. And this is wet food. So, you know, any type of wet food is still gonna be better than dry dry food because of the moisture content. But there are so many different wet food brands that are much better than this one. Then farther down the ingredients list, we see an inorganic phosphate. And in studies, it has been shown that these inorganic phosphates can cause renal issues in cats. Now we're going to get to the vet recommended brand called Porina. This product name is lamb and rice formula. So this one, we actually see that word formula. It means that the minimum requirement of lamb and rice combined is 25%. The maximum that it would be is 94.9%. So definitely better than the other ones that we looked at, but more ideally you would have just lamb formula instead of lamb and rice because that composition is lamb and rice combined. And we don't want rice in our cat's food. We need meat. So let's take a look at the meat ingredients. We have lamb, all right. That's first, that's good, whole meat, that's great. But remember, this is a dried food, so a lot of that meat is basically cooked away because meat is mostly moisture. Then we have chicken meal, another rendered ingredient. Then we have fish meal. We were so close with the lamb as the first ingredient. So we have two rendered ingredients back to back, plus fish, what type of fish is that? Could be tuna, salmon, tilapia, flounder, cod. There are so many different types of fish. And again, if the manufacturer doesn't know, how can we feel safe and comfortable feeding this to our cats? Then we have beef fat, mm, gotta love those palatins. Dried egg product, yummy. <laughs> 
It's like they, they don't know what, what part of the egg that they use, just dried egg product. And then for the other ingredients, we have rice, corn gluten meal, soybean meal, so, soy protein isolate, gotta love that ingredient splitting, oatmeal, soybean oil, more soy, ode to soy, wheat flour, chicory root, and the carbon amount on a dry matter basis approximately is 27%. So to be fair, this is lower than the average, which is 33%, but still more than double what the cat would eat in the wild, which is about 8%. And we also have an inorganic phosphate, which can cause renal issues. Remember, this is a vet recommended brand. Now don't panic, don't throw out all of your cat's food right away. Cats are very sensitive to food changes. So as always, I will put my picky tra transition plan in the description below. So the last couple of weeks, I've been doing some best cat food brands on Amazon, Chewy, Petco. Shout out to Lydia for commenting, do's PetSmart next. So the first best cat food brand at PetSmart that we'll look at is in the raw category. So this one is frozen raw and freeze-dried raw. The brand is called Instinct. This is the only option that I could find at PetSmart online, so we kind of have no choice. But they do have a separate product for adults and kittens, and it's clearly marked on the label. Now I will say that frozen raw is better than freeze-dried raw because of moisture, but if freeze-dried raw works better for you that's still better than canned and kibble because you can rehydrate it with water so this one is called chicken recipe that word recipe means the minimum requirement of chicken is 25 percent the maximum that it could be is 94.9 percent when we look at the meat ingredients we have chicken including ground chicken bone chicken liver chicken heart so that's typically the base that you'll see with most freeze-dried raw and some frozen raw brands as well so meat with ground bone heart and liver heart is a muscular organ that supplies taurine liver is a secreting organ ideally we would have more but especially when it comes to chicken this is typically what you will see now some cons is that there is clay which is an anti-caking agent i agree that cats should not consume clay but it's necessary in the food production and frankly these are unavoidable until you feed homemade raw this is still a good transition food to help get you to homemade raw other cons would include carrots apples butternut squash but they do tell us on their website that the calories from carbs are only nine percent of the food and we also have an inorganic phosphate, which has been shown in studies to cause renal issues in cats. Again, I completely agree, not ideal, not perfect, but if you're looking for a transition food that's available at your local pet store, this is the best one that you're going to find. The best wet cat food at PetSmart is called Tiki Cat. And I want you to pay attention because Tiki Cat has a lot of different products. So specifically the one that I think is the best is called After Dark. It's a dark can and the product is chicken and beef recipe. So that word recipe is the same rule that we just looked at. The composition is 25% minimum. The max is 94.9% and that composition is chicken and beef combined. So when we look at the meat ingredients, we have chicken, chicken broth, chicken liver, chicken gizzard, chicken heart, beef, and tuna oil. So this product, specifically the After Dark Chicken and Beef recipe, is the one that I found to have the most meat ingredients with a lot of variety. Basically, the rest of the ingredients are all synthetic supplements, including an inorganic phosphate. But again, this is the best wet food that I could find at PetSmart. And again, these cons are unavoidable until you feed homemade food because you have control of the ingredients and how it's made. We have no control over what commercial cat food brands do. But again, this is still the best that you're going to find at PetSmart. And if you're looking to upgrade on the transition to raw, this would be a good pick.
Another con that I would say is that the fat is very low. It's at 2% and it should be more like 6%. Ideally, you would have half the amount of fat when compared to protein. The best dry cat food from PetSmart is also from Tiki Cat, their born carnivore deboned chicken and egg recipe. Before we look at the products, I just want to clarify that I would never feed any type of dry food, no matter who makes it, no matter what the ingredients are, long term. But let's say I adopt a cat, he's very addicted to kibble, I've already tried freeze-dried raw, I've already tried wet food, fresh food, nothing worked. I would try to use one of these better quality dry foods, just as a, he's a little antsy, he doesn't like to be on camera. I would try one of these dry foods. <laughs> he's like, I'm not gonna be on camera. I would use, sorry, I would, I would use one of these dry foods just as a transition food, help my cat get be used to eating better quality ingredients, and then from there go to wet food or freeze dried raw. <laughs> he does not want to be on camera. So this one has a separate product for adults and kittens, and it is clearly marked on the label, and that word recipe is the same product name that we looked at before. So 25 to 94.9% .9 chicken and egg combined. So for the meat ingredients, we have deboned chicken, chicken meal, not ideal. I completely understand and agree that word meal could be a rendered ingredient and that could contain 4D meats, dead, disease, dying, and disabled. Definitely an ingredient that we want to avoid, but definitely unavoidable when we're looking at dry cat foods. So kind of have to make a compromise if you're going to feed dry cat food. This is the best that I could find. Then we have dehydrated chicken, dried egged products, not very specific. I mean, it would be nice if they told us if it was the egg white, the egg yolk, the eggshell, which is it. Then we have natural chicken flavor. That word natural just means that it came from an animal or a plant. Doesn't mean that it's good quality. Then we have chicken fat. Typically they add that as a flavor enhancer palatant, and then salmon oil. So at least there aren't any mystery ingredients. I mean, the meals definitely, because we don't know which parts of the chicken were used, but at least they say chicken meal instead of meat meal. This is kind of difficult for me, but I mean, if you're looking for the best dry at PetSmart to use as a transition food, this is the best that I could find. And I'll say that this is the best that I can find because there's meat only in the product name, there's meat ingredients, other than just meat byproduct meal. And the carb amount is 19%, which is still higher than the cat needs, but it's about half the amount of the average with dry foods, which is 33%. I've even seen as high as 49%. So 19% is still definitely a step up. And since it still has some carbohydrates, it would be useful if your cat's addicted to very high carbohydrate kibble. So you can make those baby steps, transition from the dry food to this dry food, has a little lower carbohydrate amount, but still just enough so that your cat might not realize the difference, but better quality ingredients and that'll help the transition to wet or raw. And again, I'll put my picky cat transition plan in the description. So now let's say you've got your cat onto better quality food, you're ready for homemade, but you're not quite sure how to balance and you want something that's easy. The easiest homemade raw cat food for beginners is just to use a premix. This is what I did when I started Jericho on homemade raw. I did this for years. This is the easiest way to do it. Today we'll talk about Alnutrin because that's the product that I use. That's the one that I have the most experience with. I also suggest Alnutrin because they use all human grade ingredients. They tell you the country of origin for all of their ingredients. There's no inorganic phosphates. There's no preservatives like BHT, BHA, and it's also formulated to meet AFCO nutritional guidelines. 
So Alnatrin has two separate supplements, one that's called Alnatrin with calcium and the other one that's called Alnatrin for meat and bone. Now each of these supplements have their own recipes so it's important to look over. I'm going to talk about each and look over them before you buy your ingredients and make a plan for yourself. So the first one that we'll look at is called Alnatrin with calcium and this one you would use boneless meat and liver. So we're using boneless meat with this one because it already includes calcium. So do not add bones to this one. You would add boneless meat and liver. So the recipe for this premix with water, one pound boneless meat and 0.8 ounces of liver. They also have a variety of other recipes on their website for this premix, which is Alnatrin with calcium. So you can look through those recipes. There's a link to their website in the description. There's a lot of variety of recipes and they also provide a nutrient breakdown so you can show it to your vet just in case they're concerned about the, the, about the diet being balanced. At least you have some proof. The second premix that Alnutrin has is Alnutrin for meat and bone. This is the one that I use with Jericho. So for this one, the ingredients that you need include meat, bones, and organs. So since this one does not have added calcium, you would use bones in this one. Alnatrin for meat and bone. The easiest thing to do, well, what was easiest for me is to buy everything from Hair Today. So Hair Today has meat, bones, and organs, chubs, the 80-10-10 ratio, and they also sell Alnatrin. They have both of their supplements. So you could buy the meat, bones, and organs chubs with the Alnatrin for meat and bone, or you could buy boneless ground meat, fresh liver, and the Alnatrim with calcium. If you create an account, you'll earn discount points on all of your purchases. You can write reviews. You can also share a testimony on their website. It's really great because Sometimes they get free shipping or completely all free food. Now, if you don't wanna buy your ingredients online, you wanna shop at the grocery store, I would say avoid pre-ground thawed meats that are sitting in the grocery case because these are more likely to have surface bacteria on them. We don't know how long they've been thawed for. Yes, they're refrigerated, but they're also sitting under bright lights. The plastic is usually clear. So you don't wanna have surface bacteria on pre-ground meat because then you can't rinse it off. Whereas if you buy whole cuts of meat and grind it yourself, you can clean off the meat. If you can find ground meat that's frozen, then that would be better. Fresh is best, so if you can get some at your farmer's market or the butcher shop, whatever you think is the freshest that's available. But even if the grocery store is the best that's available to you, that's still going to be better than commercial cat food because at the grocery store, it's fit for human consumption. Try to buy organic when you can, especially when it comes to liver because the liver is the organ that's responsible for filtering out toxins. For meal prep, you'll need a digital scale, I like to use a food mat, put everything on top of the food mat, keeps my counter sanitary, makes cleanup easy. Nitrile gloves, containers for portioning your cat's meals and storing it in the freezer. I use glass containers instead of plastic because plastic traps bacteria, even with regular washing. But if right now all you have is plastic, Again, using plastic containers for your homemade cat food is still better than feeding commercial cat food. So what I did with these glass containers is I bought one a month until I had seven. Then I have one for every day that I prep Jericho's food. I do it once a week. 
and you also need a plate to put all the food on when you weigh it. So each of the premixes has their own recipe and also instructions on the bag. So you'll follow the instructions, portion out your cat's food based on what he eats daily, freeze the rest, put one portion in the refrigerator for tomorrow's meals, and then tomorrow morning, this is what I do in the morning, when I feed Jericho breakfast, I put his meal from the freezer for tomorrow in the refrigerator. So at least 24 hours before you need it. Your refrigerator and freezer is different than mine though, so you'll have to adjust as necessary. And I'll put my raw food for beginners playlist in the description below that answers all of your questions. So we were just talking about different meal prep supplies. I mentioned that plastic traps bacteria even with regular washing. And I'm sure a lot of people might think, ooh, back oh, raw bacteria, like, ooh, that's so gross. But isn't it funny that people are scared of bacteria and raw? And then I see searches like this. What is this pink biofilm slime on my cat's water bowl? What is this orange slime on my, on my cat's water bowl? It's bacteria. So Sarisha Markinson's is the potential cause of this pink stuff. It's bacteria that grows in moist environments, especially when there are fatty substances involved, like soap, food, maybe your cat's saliva. And it's also found on toilets and bathtubs. So how do we prevent this in our cat's water bowl? Well, first we need to ditch plastic because plastic traps bacteria even with regular washing. So better options include stainless steel, glass, or ceramic. Just make sure that it's lead-free. I would avoid anything that's painted because you don't know what kind of chemicals there are. With soaps, all soaps are fatty, but I would suggest using an unscented soap that's free from chemicals and all of that. I personally use Dr. Bronner's, their baby version. It's unscented. It's highly concentrated, so one bottle actually equals two bottles. I use it for my dishes, for my laundry, and for Jericho's dishes as well. And the most important thing for your cat's water bowl to prevent this biofilm slime is to dump the water, clean it, and refresh it daily. Now let's say you have a water fountain and you want to prevent this slime. Fortunately, a lot of water fountains are made out of plastic, but there are ceramic and stainless steel ones more and more popping up. I'll put some links in the description. Definitely want to wash and clean these frequently. I would suggest using filtered water. Yes, I understand that a water fountain has a filter, but if you put filtered water in it, then that takes a load off of the filter that's in the fountain and that'll help keep the water cleaner and possibly help the filter stay longer. But I would suggest cleaning the filter more frequently than it says, especially if you're using plastic. And I would suggest cleaning it out completely, including the pump, very frequently, especially if you have multiple cats that are constantly drinking from it. Because you have to think maybe some food particles are going from their mouth into the water fountain. And again, those fatty substances are going to create that bacteria. And I'll put a link to my other feeding essentials that you'll need for your cat in the description below. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'm so happy that you are spending time with me and learning about your cat's happiness. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments which topics I should cover next. And if you're watching on a platform where you can leave a review. I would love to hear your feedback and it'll be helpful for other cat parents to know that this information is valuable. Thanks again for watching. I hope you and your cats have a wonderful day.